You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, Earth Station One listeners, and welcome to another episode. We've got a good one for you. We have author and podcaster. Can you believe it? Another podcaster on our show. We have Aaron PV on the show. Welcome, Aaron. Uh, thank you, Mike. And Mike. Absolutely. absolutely. Thanks How for having you? me. It's great <laughs> to have you here. And folks, if you want to find out more about Aaron, Aaron has his own podcast, and what's the name of the podcast, Aaron? It's the B&W show, or the, the black and white show, but we abbreviate yeah. to the B&W show. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Mr. Mike, ready to take it away? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, again, welcome to the station. Uh, glad to have you with us. Um, tell us a little bit about your yourself, how you got in the podcasting, and all that. Uh, well, the, the podcast came about through um, events in the universe kind of Collided me, collided with me, and showing me um, a direction. Uh, we were called the Black and White Show because it's me and one of my best friends. I'm a white guy; he's a black guy, and uh, not that it has everything to do with it, but it doesn't have anything to do with it, for, except for the matter of the fact that we talk about everything under the sun and how culturally it affects us and how we approached it differently through. The, our, how we've been raised and it's not just political it's you know everything from you know geeky stuff comic books and and tv shows and movies and music uh to political and religion like uh you know uh guns and dealing with police and all that kind of stuff and the topic that really kind of starters started us off was uh so him and i were both um groomsmen in each other's weddings mm. and that's cool when I, yeah so when when i was part of his groomsmen i was the cream in the middle of the audio so to speak you know right so it was it was me and then the his friend that's you know that's just who he was not that he pushed anybody away it's just him and i that had that kind of connection that that kind of gave us that that glue so i was i was one of those guys that uh, was part of his guys, his crew, and um, at this time, this was during when Colin, Kaep- Colin Kaepernick was doing taking the knee for the national anthem, right? So it was a big conversation nationwide, and um, of course, because of the, how I raised my, you know, I was um, my grandfather was a, a chips and a Yavapai sheriff uh, deputy and that kind of stuff. So I had the way I was raised and, and my mindset of of how things should be, but that's only because I've only talked to it, talked from a, from my cultural standpoint. Well, during his like certain rehearsal times at his house, his guys were, were over there and they were talking about it. And I'm not an argumentative guy. I'm a guy that I like to hear both sides of the story. So I sat and listened to their side of the story. I'm like, huh, that's a different perspective. 
And then I said, that should be a show. That's what people should be talking about. You know, it's perspective, mm-hmm. not necessarily the argument. And so when I approached him about it, he's like, that's, I'm on board. So we've been doing it about three or four years now. Wow. Had you had any experience podcasting before? No, no. It was just uh, on the whim. It's like, I mean, we really just did the Facebook Live, but throw it out there and see what sticks. And and have you got a, a decent response so far or how's it been? Yeah, we, uh, through our through our Facebook, we, you know, we've gotten a, a bit of a good following. Um, you know, it's hard because it's a, it's a single platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we've since expanded to onto um, uh, we we buddied up with somebody attached to his channel and he's expanding our audience. And once we get to a certain point, we're probably going to expand again expand our horizon so uh we're getting a lot of good feedback and uh, a lot of good responses even from the from we bring on uh guest hosts to like really talk about certain subjects to get kind of like an expertise and they really enjoy uh our conversation the way we uh talk about stuff what do you think has been because yeah i mean i i and you know we support anything that is collaborative especially with bringing people together um, and you always find that there's, you know, really interesting things when people share their own perspectives. Is there been anything of significance that you found surprising or have, has there been anything as a result of this show that you're like, man, I'm, this is just, um, this is the blowing me away as far as the differences here or, you know, what, what the learning experience has been like? Um. From my side of the coin, probably know some so much because I'm I'm pretty open to uh, conversation and different points of views. But um, when it came to the size of like like guns and stuff, like he he was kind of I want to say ignorant, but like uneducated to like like how guns operate and the Second Amendment and how it all like like it's for your protection and, you know, not just for hunting. And then um, I, him and I, we went out hunting with some, not hunting, uh, tree hunting uh, with some of my, some of my guns and like, here, you know, let, show me how you shoot, you know, and he's doing his thing. And I'm like, okay, let me show you. And I do my thing. He's like, hey, show me how you do that. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> yeah, I have a steady arm, you know? So, you know, we really had fun with it and, and uh, it allows us to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and uh, as Mike pointed out, you are also uh, an author, right? Yes. So, yes. so tell us about that experience writing, writing this book. Yeah. So it, it is a kid's book. Uh, it's called uh, The Rhino Dead Dreams very nice. uh, on Amazon right now. Um, so I, I volunteer Saturdays at a local zoo um, on the west side of Phoenix. Um, I just, I just decided uh, I, I wanted to, I've always liked animals as most people do. You know, I don't know of anybody who like hates animals, but you know, I really had this um, connection with animals and stuff. So I decided to start it, start volunteering and, and being around the animals. And it was a bigger experience than I expected. And um, I myself am a writer. I, I like to create stories. Like I've written screenplays and interest, you know, script writing contests and what have you. And uh, this idea came to me um, because recently, like I'm a, I'm a great writer and a 
so-so artist. <laughs> okay. So, um, so recently with the development of AI, I was like, well, I wonder if I can have the AI do the artwork for me. And sure enough, all the art that's in the book is done AI. So oh, everything it is, yeah, everything that's in here, like I, I just kind of told the, like the verbiage that I kind of wanted and I picked out my, my, the artwork that really matched to what I was saying. And, uh, it, 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 it worked better than I expected. So it was, it was a nice, um, nice trial and error. <laughs> gotcha. Now, my understanding is, is that this book, The Rhino that Dreams is inspired by an, like you said, you worked at volunteer at the zoo. It's inspired by an actual rhinoceros. Um, I, I have seen rhinoceroses, uh, not in the wild, but at uh, zoo kind of atmospheres. Um, I don't know much about rhinos. So, um, how did you get hooked up with this rhino? Uh, so he's one of the animals I take care of. His his name is Butch. He's actually named in the book. Uh, it's, so a lot of people, when they write about their animals, you know, they'll write about their cats, their dogs, or their birds or fish, whatever. Yeah. You know, so I took it to the next level. Like this is a real rhino with the real name. And uh, uh, one of the duties when I first started at the zoo, at zookeeping. Um, you know, I, I was a, I'm just a volunteer, but there's, you know, there's the full-time keepers there. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, one of the guys like, hey, we're, we're going to go feed Butch. I'm like, oh, okay. And, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure stuff out. And he's all, you, you want to come back here and, and check him out? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to come check out Butch. <laughs> like, he's a five-ton rhino. Of course I want to come check it out. So he's like, come on. So we go back to her. And sure enough, he's just big old puppy dog. He's like, scratch his face, scratch his belly, gives him treats, scratch his ear. Now I arm wrestle with him with his horn. He like, you know, kind of push me off. But he, yeah, he's the coolest dude. He's he's awesome. He's, he's one of my favorite how, things. How old is he? Um, I, last I heard, he's somewhere between eight and ten. Okay, hmm, interesting. And how much? How like big is he? Like, do you have a? Do you know how much he weighs or anything like that? Yeah, my understanding, he's about he's about five tons. Ooh, yeah, that is, that is a beast. Uh, I don't know if you can see it very well, but on the back here, there's actually a picture. That's me. I'm six foot. It's a little four. blurry, but yeah. yeah, it's a little blurry, kind of. But the rest of that from where, where my hands are at, mm -hmm. that's where it starts of of Butch's nose to the end of the picture, which is past that is his butt. So that's wow. just how ginormous that guy really is you just <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and has he been in captivity like all his life as far as i know i know i think this zoo got him from another zoo mm -hmm. and um he my understanding he was a little gruff at the time but one of the the head keepers just kind of like really took a liking to him and and uh trained him and worked with him and uh, really made him this this puppy dog that he is now. So it's it's a really um, shows the the passion that the keepers there at that zoo really have for the animals. You know, they they want to work, they do work with the animals, and they um, I don't want to say befriend them because you know it's not Snow White or Sleeping Beauty where they go out in the middle of the woods and and dance with them. But you know they you know they do. Uh, you know, they give them names and they, they, some, you know, I've learned to respond to the names and they have this, this, 
relationship uh, with their animals. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, the I, I would say, I guess, maybe conception, uh, maybe misconception of rhinos is that they are very tough. They are maybe mean, right? Like in the wild, et cetera, et cetera. Is that, um, is that a misconception or is there any basis for that? No, there's basis for that, but just because in the wild, anything is in the wild is, is more, um, aggressive just because by nature they have, you know, the one, you know, they're defending territory, they're defending food, they're defending themselves. Um, so just by nature, even the most timid animal you can think of, you know, go up to a feral cat, you know, it's, it's, it's feral for a reason, right? So, True. you know, it, it's probably a misconception that because it's a rhino, it's angry. I think it's more, it's in the wild. So it's wild, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other maybe misconceptions about rhinos or something about the a rhino in this case, again, that surprised you that you, you just were like, I can't believe that rhinos are doing this. Yeah. So, uh, for Butch, there's a couple things. So, uh, people always like to, I don't know, say like, but there's talk about his, his poo, so to speak. Right. So they, so like goats, they, they poop in pellets, but the pellets are about a bowling ball size. And wow. they do like, you know, several droppings in, in a sitting. So, um, and they generally clean out his pen once a week. And that once a week fills up the back end of a quarter ton pickup truck. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Yes. So. Yeah, I did uh, not have uh, I did not have rhino car uh, rhino poo on my bingo card uh, tonight uh, right. for discussion, but <laughs> but uh, we get we get a yeah. B plus for going ahead with it, so it's perfect. Exactly, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Learn something new, right? Uh, every day, every podcast. Um, well, that's very cool, and it's very cool. Yeah. And this is a uh, kids' book, right? It's available. You said on Amazon and everything like that. Right? Yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, Mike, we found out about his book and about his podcast. I think it's time to find out where his passions really lie. So I think it's time for those those geeksy questions. Those geeksy questions already? Wow. Time flies when you're having so much fun talking about rhino poo. So it's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Aaron, are you ready for your first question in the geek seat? Let's do it. What was your favorite geek out moment? Oh, my favorite geek out moment. I've got so many. Um, so this uh, probably, probably, uh, back in the day on my 21st birthday. So, uh, at that time I was big into country music, um, not a cowboy thing. I just enjoy the music. Uh, but my favorite artist of all time is an well, always be Trisha Yearwood. Right. And I got backstage passes and I got to meet her and I was just kind of like a 21 year old, you know, stiff as a board meeting your idol type, you know, geeking out moments. So. I know it's probably not exactly the geek moment you're looking for, but you know what? This is your segment, dude. It could be whatever (laughs) you want it to be. That's the cool thing. (laughs) Everyone geeks out differently. I geek out differently than Mike does. Mike geeks out differently than I do. And you know, it's very cool. This is, this is, there's no wrong answer in the geek seat. There's more we could torture you about in the geek seat, (laughs) but there's, you know, but it's going to be more, you know, exciting that way. So it it, it all works out in the end. Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> what was your most disappointing geek out moment? Um, that's a tough one. I don't, I don't really disappoint too easily. I, I like to keep myself grounded pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with the country music concept. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I was at a big country music fan fest type situation where you get to go around and pet all the country music stars and get their autographs and, and all this stuff. And, um, one of the up and comers at the time, 1996, uh, Kenny Chesney, um, sure. big, biggest a-hole I've ever met. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that would be my, uh, especially just before that, um, Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, came out and was this, the coolest dude ever. And then to have this guy who was barely coming up, up and going, being a hole. And I was like, eh, uh, I'm good without you, brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. There's tons of other people you could support and everything. So totally understand that. What geeks you out the most? Um, I'm a huge comic book fan. I love comic books. Right. Um, I jumped on a big, you know, the, pops for a while there so i got picked up richard simmons you know <laughs> hello richard simmons and then, uh but the one that kind of really geeked me out was uh okay, this is my comic book side it's, i found a captain adam so i was pretty happy with that one I was like, oh, hey, nice. yeah. Sweet. And, it, and it came in the uh original funko box box from uh from uh vietnam so it stays That's in there awesome. rather than in a protector, so it's kind of <laughs> closed out. But yeah, I get I get geeked out of kind of stuff, and as of lately, I've been big on the Pokemon Go doing doing all that kind of stuff. Right. Now that's awesome, dude. That is awesome. What turns your geek off? Probably I'd say uh, all all the NCIS shows. All those really, shows are, yeah, hmm. yeah. Just totally. over saturation, or yeah, between that and. Uh, the uh apparent overly violation of constitutional rights even even in fiction it's still kind of annoying because people hold it as truth and it's like gotcha learn your right, learn your right. gotcha <laughs> what fictional character would you like to meet the most Ooh, that's a good one i probably would go with hal jordan's the green lantern oh, cool. really cool yeah yeah Played by Ryan Reynolds or no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no. Good, good on the on you on that one. Okay, yeah, for sure. What fictional character would you not like to meet though? Mm, I'd probably say uh Deadpool. I find him annoying. Okay. Played by Ryan Reynolds. I thought, I thought for sure. I thought for sure he was going to say Parallax. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so I, I actually like the of all the, of of anything that came good out of that Ronald Reynolds Green Lantern was uh, Mark Strong as Sinestro. He 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 made that role. That was Amen. an amazing. Role. That Amen. was the best part of that movie. Yep, absolutely. Yep, agree completely. Agree. <laughs> what is your favorite geek word phrase? quote or pose <laughs> um, you can just go the superhero right yeah. yeah well 
I still I still account quite a bit from um, uh, Seinfeld and from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So I'll say giddy up a lot. Okay. People think it's people people think it's because of my country music background, but I know it's totally Kramer. It's a Kramer thing. I'll giddy up, you know. And then um, on my emails, I'll always send them out. Go for it and good luck, which is from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. For sure. So that that was the entrance in the actual galaxy, the Hitchhiker's Guide, for under the heading of getting drunk. Uh, the the Patrick actually said, "Just go for it and good luck." <laughs> totally makes nice. sense, dude. Right? Totally makes sense. Love it. That is awesome. What is your ideal geek occupation? Astronaut. Really. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. I think those guys have the best job. I mean, I don't know. I know it's, it's super dangerous, but it's so, I don't know, amazing, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Something, I don't know. Something about it always. Um, I wanted to be one when I grew up, and it's, you know, never worked out. So now I, I just uh, admire those guys. No, totally makes sense. What geek occupation would you not like to do? Uh, film PA. <laughs> really? Okay, I can see that. You're not the first person I know that has said that. So, <laughs> I mean, I know it's your step in, but sometimes you get stuck there. So I'd rather just not get stuck. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Are you ready for your final question in the geek seat? Let's do it. All right, dude. This is for all the marbles. So let's hear it. What is your ultimate geek fantasy? I would have to say, so like I said, I I write screenplays and stuff. So my ultimate geek fantasy would be to um, have one of my scripts come to fruition. Cool. Yeah. Very awesome. Yep. No, I love it. That is awesome. That is a great one. You knocked it out of the ballpark on that one, dude. Thank you. Good job. You. Good job. Good job. <laughs> well, Aaron Peavy, I've got some great news for you, sir. You've made it through the Geek Seat. Congratulations. <laughs> Mr. Mike Gordon, tell the young man what he's won. You have won a lifetime subscription to the ESO Network, a value easily worth $34.80. Nice. Too bad it's not real money, but that's okay. Station (laughs) currency, it's, yeah, it's all, yeah, whatever. Uh, So anyway, uh, it's been great having you join us. Uh, Again, the book is The Rhino That Dreams, and you said that it's available on Amazon, correct? It is currently available on Amazon, yes, sir. Yep, and and the podcast is The B&W Show, right? Yep, that is correct. Is that available on all podcast platforms? Uh, right now, it's, it is on Facebook, on YouTube, and uh, the stream. Fa- Facebook and YouTube are, are the best places to find us at this point. We're gotcha. still we're still establishing the other other links. Gotcha. Uh, what's your release schedule like? How like quickly? I mean, do, is it something that they can jump? People can just jump on and and listen to the newest episode. Yeah, so we just did our newest episode on Saturday, and uh, we run every other Saturday. So 
our next one will be in two weeks. And uh, we actually are doing a four-part series in regards to uh, finance. Um, if you want to learn about credit, learn about the importance of banking. Uh, our next show is going to be about uh, investment and then um, potential of starting your own business. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome, dude. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. And you know what? Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment, and then we'll close up the show. Welcome to Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this Geek Girl is talking about the Dungeons & Dragons movie. I have been so excited for this film, because after what we've gotten in the past for D&D films, it had to be better, right? Well, it was, and it was a lot of fun. I very much enjoyed the story of this film and the fun D&D creatures we got along the way, and I really enjoyed the casting choices for each of the classes. I will say, my overall favorite thing about this film was the Chonky Red Dragon. I absolutely loved that unit of a dragon, and I just wanted to hug him. Whenever we see dragons, we see them as a more majestic and slender and terrifying. So to see such a cute red dragon, well, at least in my opinion, cute, who was just chilling on his massive gold stash, yeah, it made me very happy. The Displacer Beast and Mimic were also fun additions as well. I loved how the cleric did not get sarcasm, and all their interactions with the main party were very awkward. It was incredibly funny to me and very much like some interactions in some of the D&D games I've played in the past with clerics. I also just loved how there was a lot of emotion and heart in this film. You could tell the cast really wanted to be there and in it, and many of them really understood the source material and wanted to do it justice. Chris Pine especially was on point and made such a great bard, and you could tell he was just so excited for this film and for it to be released. Well, thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watch-A-Thon or Rassilon. A podcast where we're watching through all of classic Doctor Who. Nope, we've already done that. We did? Well, then now what do we do? What do we two do? We review New Who. Ooh, we two review New Who? We do, just for you. Who? Not you, them, the listeners of the podcast. Ah. The Watchathon of Rassilon. Now we review New Who 2. Woohoo! So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank Aaron for being with us tonight and, you know, putting up with our geeky and silliness tonight and surviving the geek seat. <laughs> One more time, one more time. How can people find your podcast and also your book? Uh, the best way to find the podcast, uh, look for the BNW show on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, we go live every Saturday, uh, 11 o'clock Arizona time. So hopefully that aligns with your schedules. If not, you can always check out the replays um, and the book uh, on Amazon. It is the Rhino that dreams. So uh, once it becomes a big hit, um, I actually worked with, worked with Butch, and uh, he autographed some copies. So I will actually will be um, auctioning these off. So hopefully they they do good. 
Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> the Rhino autographed the copies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how does that yeah, work? Got, he, he has some great penmanship. Yeah, that's uh, an imprint off of his horn. Oh, oh that's cool. awesome. That's that awesome. awesome. So they'll probably be auctioned through the zoo themselves. That way I can uh, split the proceeds with the zoo and they can use it for uh, uh, further imp- improving on Butch's enclosure or buying him more food or whatever whatever he wants, his heart desires. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me. No problem. Mr. Mike, we've made it through another one, my friend. We did, and as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Uh, shout out, uh, tribute. Um, I, I have to recognize uh, we lost one of uh, a comedy comic legend uh, recently, one of the senior class of the usual gang of idiots over at Mad Magazine. This is the guy who was responsible for the fold-ins. Anybody who knows Mad Magazine knows the fold-ins in the back of the book. They were they're they're the stuff of legends. Uh, Al Jaffe was responsible for those uh, and so much more. I mean, that's what his big contribution was, I think, but so much more. Um, and uh, man, he was like a hundred, what's it, 102, I think when he passed. So uh, the guys who worked on that, uh, those early days of Mad Magazine that we all grew up with, uh, Jack Davis and uh, are, are a few and far between that are still around. Um, so, uh, it's always, uh, it's always nice to see them if they're at a con. Uh, so if you get a chance to go and see like Sergio or whatever, like go and see them, thank them. Uh, it's, it's, it's never, uh, it's never something that you should take for granted. Uh, because, uh, there was times where I, I could have met Al and I, I didn't. Uh, and, uh, I, I look back and I'm like, damn it. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, he was a legend, man. Most definitely. And 102 years old, and he still is too young to pass, you know? Yeah, it's and like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just amazing. And, you know, Al Jaffe was the reason none of my copies of Mad Magazine were in mint condition anymore. Because, Absolutely. You, know, you, did, you did the fold in the back of the thing. Exactly. <laughs> everything. It was Mine pretty too. awesome. So. It, it's pretty darn awesome when you have somebody like that and he was working all the way up to pretty much the end and everything too. Yeah. It's not like, you know, he retired years ago. He kept on going and going and going. He was the true energizer bunny. So it's pretty good. Um, Judy and I went to go see some more music over the weekend and we got to go see our friends at postmodern jukebox. Nice. For those who don't know who postmodern jukebox is, uh, it's a gentleman named Scott Bradley, and he has a touring band of musicians that change out all the time. And it's just not um, a music showcase. It is, you know, entertainment. It's sometimes burlesque. It's tap dancing, and it's, you know, dancing and performing. And it's it's just amazing. It's a variety show at its best. And the music that comes out of this is just awesome it's modern music done to more of a 1940s 1930s 1920s sound and it was just awesome we got to see him at the atlanta symphony hall over the weekend and it was not anyone i recognized name wise but 
the singing was just awesome. Oh, and you got to see was, Sarah. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. She the pictures was, that I saw your pictures and I'm like, oh man, I got to see Sarah. She's she's a great vocalist. Oh, both vocalists they had were just amazing. And the energy that went into the show was just it was just awesome. It flew by. And it is definitely worth it to do. I was kind of hoping since it's Atlanta that we would have gotten a cameo from Puddle's Pity Party, but you know, <laughs> which would have been just amazing. But it was still worth it to go. And if you get a chance, fun folks, go see, uh, definitely go see Postmodern Jukebox. Mike's been before, mm-hmm. and I know a couple other friends. And we introduced friends with who we took with them. They had never heard of them before. So, oh, wow. Yeah. You can was, find them on YouTube. They're, oh, they're, you can get lost. Exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's a rabbit, that's a deep rabbit hole. Oh, very much so. And, but you know, when you come up from air, you will be smiling ear to ear. So it's definitely worth it because it's all songs, you know, or you've heard of. So it's, it's pretty cool. So definitely check it out. Like I said, postmodern jukebox. That's going to wrap up the episode for tonight, folks. It is always great to see everybody. We had a great time over the weekend out over in Greenville, South Carolina. We had, you know, it was great to, get to go to South Carolina Comic-Con and be able to see a lot of folks who actually knew who we were, which is even, even better. You know, it's, it's like Earth Station One or ESO. I've heard of you guys. So it was even cool. So as always, thanks for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. Also, remember, we couldn't do this here without you. If you want to support the podcast, please check out our T Public store and get some very cool ESO Network swag, including the brand new Wonder Warrior t-shirt. Also, remember, if you want, you can listen to our show before the rest of the world. Why not join the ESO Network Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us here at Earth Station One. Check out the ESO Network on Patreon at patreon.com slash ESO Network. We want to hear from you, so please write us anytime feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you could also find EarthStation One wherever fine podcasts are found. Now, EarthStation One can also be found in video format. And that's right, folks, we're up on video now, so you can see these wonderful shiny faces. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, please subscribe. That's right. Please subscribe. That's like Mike Faber saying, like and subscribe. Mr. Mike Gordon is here always. We'd love seeing you guys. And of course, Aaron PV, you are awesome tonight. Thank you as always for being here. Thank you, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We will see you here next time on our station one. Peace folks. And we are done. Boom. And we're done folks. Yay. You've been listening to the air station one podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. 
go to patreon.com slash ESO network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.